What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TVH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you choose to listen to this show on. Today, in which I'm recording, is December 2nd, 2020, and I am not in the mood for this shit. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I've had, y- your boy has had a rough ass week. I've been going through it. If you're wondering what happened, I ain't sharing, so mind your fucking business, but you better rate this shit five stars on Apple Podcasts for this trash ass episode. Um, that shit help. That shit help the show move up the algorithm, which in turns brings in new listeners. And if you want to financially support the show, please consider sending a donation to the Cash App. My Cash App is dollar sign the Black Okage 08. It'll be down in the description box below if you're watching the video version. I don't even know if I'm gonna put graphics on this fucking. I might just upload the raw video. Like, fucking, you could tell I've been through it because if you're watching the video version, you can see like the mess behind me and shit. Like, normally it doesn't even look this. I mean, it's not like junky, junky. It's not like your room, but uh, it's messy for me fucking i just (sighs) life life 2020 sucks man 2020 sucks anybody who's going through it keep your head up god knows that i am because and 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 like i said i'm not going to share this because none of y'all fucking business is still some ongoing bullshit but what i will say is that uh because of this i really kind of been out of the loop i really have not been paying attention to gaming news or like social media i kind of just been minding my fucking business trying to you know keep it together uh and because of that i really don't have anything interesting to talk i just fucking i just made some notes like last second and i took some questions from y'all i just hit record like fuck it let's go however long this episode is gonna be is gonna be it's probably gonna be short because i haven't been keeping up with the news um so y'all better hit five stars um (laughs) this is how i deal with my bullshit okay and then on top of that my fucking shit i'm tired i'm grumpy i'm annoyed fucking I'm emotional. My my hairline is fucked up. My beard is scruffy. I'm ready for 2021, man. Um, I don't know if y'all saw, but was it Modenera? I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. I got stock in them. Let me look them up. If you want a good stock to invest in, don't blame me if you lose money, but I've been making good money off of them. It's they they make the COVID vaccine. Hold on, let me open up. Let me open up Robinhood. I invested in them. Let's see. Moder. It's not Modero Uchia, but Moderna. M-O-D-E-R-N-A. They're 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 one of the many people creating a COVID vaccine and they just recently apply. Right now it's going for $143 a share. Uh when I got it, uh I bought in at $97. So and I've already made a $422 profit off the shares that I bought, the nine shares I bought. I'm gonna buy some more probably because this shit keeps going up. Like I bought it at $97. And because that they're really the government is trying to fast track the COVID vaccine is gonna keep going up because they're gonna try to they're gonna try to distribute it to millions. So if you like making money. Like I said, I've, I've made some good money off that. And even though it's high, I'm probably still going to buy some more like in fractional shares, whatever I can or whatever. But yeah, Moderna, Modero Uchiha, the COVID vaccine, they fucking they filed for um, emergency vaccination. Them and P. Pfeiffer, whatever that shit is called, P. Diddy, um, P-F-I-Z-E-R. I'll not pronounce that. They're another COVID vaccine. They filed for it as well. Um, with Modero, I think they said that like they're like 95 percent. It works for people like uh, it's a very high rate. So they're. They're, they're, they're lobbying to the government to like, yo, let us distribute this stuff on a mass basis so that we can, you know, solve this COVID problem. Um, that shit scares me. I, I invested in it. Am I going to take that vaccine? Nope. Uh, anytime there's a first wave of anything, consoles, any type of technology, medicine, whatever, there's always some hiccups. So y'all can take that shit. I'm just going to buy stocks uh, and make money off of y'all while y'all go to CVS and shoot up some shit that really has not been tested. Uh, I, I just... I'm not a scientist. I'm not. I don't know where this podcast is going, by the way. I'm not a scientist. Um, I'm just a slight pessimist. And the pessimist in me says that there's just something a little dangerous about a new virus coming out into the world and fast tracking a vaccine within six to six months to like a year and then trying to mass inject people without really having any long term data. Because the reality is they might have said it works for 95 percent of people, but that's all short term data. Like like they say that. For those of you unaware, they say that you don't really see the effects of a U.S. president until like 20 years after his after they leave office. Like an example being like Ronald Reagan, you really saw how the invasion of crack in the black neighborhood fucked us up. And it still affects us to this day. Same thing. So y'all take that shit. Good luck. I'm gonna keep buying stocks, getting rich. Um, What else we got to talk about? Uh, <laughs> uh Oh, this is like the one piece of gaming news that I did catch today. I, I, today was the one day I was fucking mentally sound enough to 
scroll through social media. I didn't scroll too much. I didn't scroll too much because I don't need to be seeing people's happiness and shit, bro. Actually, maybe I do. Maybe that'll like shift my mood. But fucking, I seen this shit on my timeline about the PS. The PS5 Pro, hold up, let me switch the camera. Here you go to the news article. Uh, yeah, I seen this shit about the PS5 Pro and I said, what? So then like, it, it was just trending on Twitter, but there was like no article I could find. It was just people tweeting like, what the fuck is PS5 Pro? So I went on Google and I typed in PS5 Pro and then I went to the news section and I found this. I've never heard of this website, Collider.com, um, but they're claiming that a Sony is developing a dual GPU version of the PS5 and it will be referred to as the PS5 Pro. For stupid niggas, a dual GPU, it means it will have two graphics cards in there. So like they're saying the PS5 has the power of like a 2080, which has like ray tracing in this shit, which is like last gen's most powerful graphics card for PCs. Uh, they're saying that potentially it could have two of those in the PS5 something or something equivalent, basically, because I think they run off AMD GPUs, but something equivalent. You get the point. Um, uh, so Sony, they're saying that Sony filed for a patent. I guess this is why people were talking about it. Uh, the patent describes a console that would include two graphics cards similar to a gaming PC setup. In a multi-GPU simulation environment, frame buffer management may be implemented by multiple GPUs rendering respective frames of video or by rendering respective portions of each frame of the video. Blah, 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 blah. Nerd shit, nerd shit. You can see it. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, this makes me mad. I'm, I'm already, like, annoyed. <laughs> this shit makes me mad. I just got this fucking PS5. And, like, I could see why people, like, this was trending. Like, the PS5 is, like, two, three weeks old. And there's and the thing is, like, it's just a patent. It doesn't mean it's coming out tomorrow. But the fact that they patented it, it means within, like, the next two years, we could already get one. And it's, like, it just kind of stings that you just spent all this money. There's already people, there's people out there that can't even get a fucking PS5. Um, if you guys want a secret... I don't even play my PS5. I don't know because if my life is in shambles right now or it's because there's no games, probably both. Uh, don't get me wrong. The PS5 has maybe like two more games than the Xbox. The Xbox Series X has no fucking games, but the PS5 doesn't have a lot. If you don't give a fuck about Godfall, which you shouldn't because that shit is garbage, not garbage, garbage, uh, and you don't care about next gen 2K and Spider-Man Miles Morales, which Miles Morales you can play on the PS4. That game is only seven hours. That's not worth buying a $500. That is not worth risking your life. There are people out there. There are wolves in the Walmart parking lot with the ski mask on and the glicks, okay? And they're gonna pull up and they're gonna rob you and they're Tim's if they see you with that PS5 when you come out. So it's not even worth risking it. There's not even, and, and as far as I'm concerned from my research, I don't know what fucking games are coming out either the rest of the year. Like, y'all seen Sony announce anything? Like, people swear that like, I'm like a Sony fanboy. This fucking PS5 is just sitting here. It's nothing to play on it. And 2K, I'm just tired of the fucking grind. I don't know if I'm getting old. I'm just gonna bitch this whole fucking uh, podcast. I don't know if I'm getting like old or something, but it's like, dog, that badge grind and the 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 grind to like 95 so that you can eventually get to 99. It's just too much. It's too much, man. You fucking play a, a, a fucking hour long game on eight minute quarters and shit just for your badges to barely move up. And then there's like a glitch where so you can't even really tell. So you're constantly guessing on whether or not you're about to get a badge. I, I recently got all my badges, but it took me like three weeks to get them versus like some of the older ones. It would only like take me a week. And it's like, I don't want to do this shit. I don't want to do that shit. And then you got to go to Rookieville and you got to deal with the fucking idiots, all the stupid ass brown shirts. Um, there'll be a few people in, in Rookieville who don't have brown shirts. They'll spend some money on their outfit, but they're stupid, too, because they suck. They didn't spend it on a player. They spent it on a fit. So you already know that it, it's like it's, it's like the niggas who spend a bunch of money on, on watches just to find out what time. the. It's like a nigga with an Apple watch and he wears that just so to know what, what time the bus comes. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You got a six hundred dollar watch on, nigga. And just so you can brag about how you can digitally. What am I talking about, man? I rate this shit five stars. So yeah, just be aware that there is a possibility. No, it's not a possibility because this is a patent that's filed. Uh, just know somewhere down the line, the PS4 Pro is coming and it's going to be a lot more powerful than the PS5 because there are two GPUs in it. Um, probably going to have liquid cooling in it. It's going to need it. Uh, it's probably going to do crazy frame rates, crazy graphics. I'm actually curious to see if they, if this thing is real with two GPUs in it, How's that going to affect the development of the PS5? Because what's the point? Because what Sony's going to do is they're going to do console parity, right? So they don't want to segment their audience. They want to make sure that everybody can play the game, just like how they did with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. So what Sony's going to do is they're going to force developers to make sure that when they develop games, it works on the PS5 Pro and the PS5. The PS5 just came out and they're talking about the Pro. This would piss me off as a developer because everything is pissing me off, by the way, uh, because... Uh, 
was about to say brain fart. That's what happens with COVID. Everything turns to a brain fart. Everything every day is the same. What was I about to say? That's that's like one of the wackest things about COVID. Like I was talking to Black about like the other day. It's like it makes it really COVID is weird. It, the irony of COVID is and I'm sorry I'm going on like a tangent, but the irony of COVID is freaking you you you're stuck indoors quarantining if you're a normal person who cares about society i know some of you bitch ass niggas don't but if you're a normal person indoors quarantining you're craving for actual human interaction and then like the but the thing is a little bit of human interaction that you do get whether you're like in discord or on facetime with people it might not even be that great because here we are like nine months or something into uh, almost a full year into fucking quarantine and it's like there's nothing to talk about. So like the little bit that you do get, the human interaction is dry because like you hit somebody up. It could be your girl or your friend or something like that on FaceTime. And like the conversations have become really routine versus interesting things happening throughout everybody's day and having something to talk about. You get on FaceTime with, with, with somebody and it's like, so how was your day? Like, nigga, you know what I did, bro? I fucking played Apex Legends all day. We're fucking quarantining. Shut up. Anyways, we might be quarantining with a PS5 Pro. That's what I'm just letting you guys know. And it's kind of annoying because they're already establishing console parity in this new generation. If you don't know what console parity is, it's when they want one thing to be the same across all platforms. Um, Ubisoft is infamous for this, but like this is platform enforced uh, console parity in a sense that if there's a PS5 Pro with two GPUs, it can do a whole lot more than the regular PS5, but you will never really truly see the power of that PS5 Pro because developers now have to make sure that games work on the PS5. And that shit's annoying because I just spent $500 and now I had to take this thing to GameStop and get fucking $150. Depending, actually, that's today. Today, you probably get like $150 for the PS5 you use at GameStop. Fuck them. But like two years down the road, when the PS5 Pro probably is going to come out, shit, take that bitch to GameStop. They're going to give you fucking $50, bro. You might as well just stick a middle finger right up the middle of my fucking face, man. So uh just be aware that this is coming that's the one little piece of gaming Face, news you're that i had oh shit i did not mean i played yeah this podcast sucks it's probably gonna play in the audio i accidentally played the ad shortly from my fucking stream whatever whatever how long how long we got by the way i'm only doing this episode because i got advertisers i gotta appease i'm really not in the mood to talk i just got advertisers so remember what i said in the sad boy episode i'm not like really sad just kind of agitated and just all over the place it's more so it's the show has to go on and that's one of the most if you want to know one of the most annoying things about content creation and like a full time when you're going through shit nobody gives a fuck dog uh <laughs> you better get out there and dance you better get out there and fucking woo! all right next piece of news that i want to talk about where's my water this is how i know this episode is trash my water where the fuck is my water i gotta get a swig of that shit I don't know where my water is. We might not be drinking any water. I'm in my jammies, by the way, if you're watching the video version. Yeah, judge, it's my Marvel jammies. It's nighttime. Fuck y'all while I'm recording. Um, uh, the other piece of news, the thing I was going to talk about, uh, the Mike, the Mike, I was going to say Mike Jones, who? <laughs> Fucking Mike Tyson and the Roy Jones Jr. fight. Uh, people, I know people are going to ask me all about that when I come back to Twitch because I haven't been streaming. I haven't been in the mood to like talk or whatever. I know people are going to ask me, so I'm just going to talk about it on stream. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch it uh i just i don't care uh and it has nothing to even do with what i've been going on what's been going on with me i've been saying i didn't care like <laughs> i was like i'm trying to be cool and shit i was saying i didn't care before the fight actually happened because a few people did ask me i'm such an idiot dude my water was right below me on my desk how did i not see that this episode gonna be quick this shit gonna be barry allen quick boy yeah so yeah before i even took like a little break from twitch people were asking me was I going to watch the, uh, I was about to say Mike Jones again, the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight. I did not watch it. I don't care. And I was saying that beforehand. And the reason, the reason I don't care is because I just don't, I know that those are two boxing legends, but I just don't, I don't understand the appeal of watching two old geezers throw hands. Like, do you want to watch your grandpa fight and shit? Like your grandpa fight your grandpa from the other side? I personally don't. Like I respect what they did when they were in their prime. Like they're two of the greatest of their era, but I just don't see the appeal of watching two old geezers throw hands and then on top of that it's like all entertainment to y'all but it's like i'm looking at it is like yo this nigga roy jones doesn't need any more brain damage uh fucking mike tyson can barely speak with like fucking i just don't see the appeal of it i don't see the appeal of watching two old dudes get brain damage i don't know it's not exciting it's not any power i i and it couldn't have been that exciting because i didn't really see anybody on the twitter timeline talking about it but then actually you know what i just admitted that i have not been even looking at the twitter timeline so i'm a liar 
And that's why you should rate this podcast five stars. Um, what I did see on the Twitter timeline is the undercard when Nate Robinson fought Jake Paul or one of them Paul brothers, one of them big ass white boys. And that shit had the internet on fire. Like, I'm not going to lie, like a nigga been going through it. So I just wanted to say thank you to Nate Robinson for providing a laugh when a brother needed it in these quarantine times. Um, uh, this nigga got slumped, bro. Uh, and I'm going to be honest. I don't under. So this is a conversation we need to have on the fucking podcast. It's not on the notes, but we're going to talk about it. OK, you look at the Twitter timeline. I'm all for the jokes and memes. That's some of that shit was funny. Like I said, <laughs> I seen one where I guess this dude created his own. Like, I don't know if it was it was like cigarettes or like a, a blunt line. And it was like you could smoke on a Nate Robinson pack and had him on the package and shit. I was like, oh, my God, that shit was kind of funny, but it's kind of fucked up. Anyways, the memes were funny. But what was not funny is I noticed on my Twitter timeline, like people were legitimately shocked that Nate Robinson would lost. Uh, first of all, who asked for this fight? Second of all, um, I can tell a lot of y'all never been in a fight. There's a reason why weight classes. Uh, there's a reason why weight classes exist. There's a reason why they measure the reach of fighters like these things. They they kind of matter. Uh, and anybody who knows has half a brain knows that I'm not saying Nate Robinson could have never won. I would have gave him a 10% chance at best, but Jake Paul or whatever that Paul brother's name is a big ass white boy. He's strong. He's got reach. He's fought before. He's not like a pro, but we don't know Nate Robinson's experience and people on the timeline are just genuinely shocked that this dude lost. And I'm like, why are y'all shocked? Because what? Because he's black and what he played in the NBA and because he can dunk a basketball. Dear black people, what I forgot who said this quote, but and I, I believe it to be true. They were saying, and it's due to brainwashing, one of the biggest supporters of white supremacy is actually black people. Um, a lot of y'all are so brainwashed by the media, you believe some of the stereotypes about yourself. A lot of you niggas think you're fucking tough just because you're black. And I'm not saying this applies to Nate, but I'm saying a lot of y'all I seen on Twitter were projecting that your feelings onto him. Nate maybe just thought he could, he could beat Jake Paul. But from my experience, fucking dealing with black folks, I see a lot of y'all think that y'all are tough just because you just because you grew up in the hood does not make you tough. And you watch the few rap videos. Most of y'all never been in a fight. You never shot anybody. Most, most, and most, most of y'all just got into a shoving match in the fucking bathroom like fucking weirdos man you fuck you fuck you like that's what y'all got into and the reason i bring this up too is like i said some of the biggest fucking supporters of white supremacy or like proponents who project that shit is black people you've been brainwashed by the media the media for decades and decades and decades have convinced not only black people but all of america that you are so fucking just violent and strong like you truly believe in your head it may not even be a conscious thing it, it might be a subconscious thing, but some of you niggas think you're tough just because you're black. Some of y'all think you're tough because you're from the hood. Ain't never been through shit. And that shit is goofy. I'm like, bro, you look at that shit on paper. When was Nate Robinson going to win? Because he can dunk a basketball? This nigga played for the Knicks. And I'm not going to lie. Like, it was funny, some of the memes, but then it also kind of pained me. because, And like, I don't want to even think I'm talking shit. I met this nigga Nate Robinson one time. Like, fun fact. I don't know if I think I tweeted about it one time, but I don't think I ever talked about it in a video. Um, I actually have an interview with Nate Robinson. I never released it. It's just sitting on my hard drive. Uh, it was about him and his, his, him enjoying in his gaming endeavors. Like he's getting into the gaming space and the esports space. And I met him at an event in New York that I got invited to. It was a lot of shakers and movers in there, mainly me. Uh, but, <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of shakers and movers in this, in this NYC event I went to back in like February, like right before this was when we first started hearing COVID on the news. That was the last time I had traveled. Um, and I interviewed him and the reason I didn't I never released that interview is I just wasn't proud of it. I wasn't proud of my work. I didn't like it. Like I don't always release every video and I it was a great opportunity to get some views. But the reason I wasn't proud of it was for two reasons. It was like a short five minute interview where I didn't feel like I really got a chance to dig deep and ask some interesting questions. And then also, I didn't like the quality of the interview. The, the video footage was fine, but the audio wasn't good. It was recorded a little bit hot because it was all like last uh, last minute, like spur of the moment. I was at the event with like my camera and um, like somebody who was like working the event asked me if I wanted to interview Nate Robinson. It was kind of it, it, that ass was just like spur of the moment. I was like. I'm not prepared, but fuck it. Let's do it. You know, I, when opportunity presents itself, you know, do it. Uh, do, it doesn't hurt. And it, it just the way they introduced it, it was just mad awkward. So like they it was an event and they had like, you know, like the main floor where everybody's partying and shit. And then they had an area downstairs for like the celebrity. So they brought me downstairs and uh, fucking Nate Robinson was there with his whole crew and shit. And 
they 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 introduced me to him they was like hey man he wants to interview you and they the way they introduced me to nate it wasn't even like hey this guy is Corey. he goes by the black okage he's an online youtube content creator granted looking back maybe i could have did it myself but it was just kind of like they pulled me to him and they was like hey he want to interview and then nate was just looking like uh like he wasn't he wasn't expecting the interview it was a very awkward introduction it wasn't a proper one so we sit down and we just start get going and i just wasn't happy with it like the audio like I said, I didn't feel like I asked very good questions because I wasn't really prepared. And and then the audio when it was hot or it was clipping for those of you on basically like it was like distorted. It was recorded a little bit too loud. You can understand what we're saying in it, but it just has like that distorted sound to it. And I wasn't really proud of it. So I never released it. Probably never will. I don't know. Let me know in the comment section if y'all want to see it. But it's it's not good. It's it's not. I probably I don't give a fuck what y'all got to say. Just rate this shit five stars. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make is stop thinking you're tough just because you you're black you're not uh and i'm speaking from experience as somebody who wrestled in high school and middle school and i was a county and a fucking regional champion and i was placed in the states too for wrestling um uh i got to wrestle a lot of different type of people uh i got to wrestle you know when i was wrestling different schools high schools in the city you know you, you wrestling against other black and like hispanic people black and brown people but there were times where like because i'm from the dmv the dc area there were times where we would venture deep into virginia like i remember we went like three four hours into like the middle of virginia we went to fucking the real south where the hogs are at and shit and uh I, we we wrestled against some uh schools it was nothing but some country bred white boys big six foot buff ass white boys that wrestle alligators and pigs and shit and some of them i beat and some of them i lost i, I lost to i have no problem saying it. some of them motherfuckers were strong they was tough they was talented i just think it's real stupid that it's a lot it's not all but there's a lot of black people that just think they can't lose a fight because they're black and when you do that you're actually perpetuating stereotypes you're in whether you realize it or not you're subconsciously perpetuating you think that you're inherently violent and like strong and tough you're not nigga you sit at home and play apex legends fuck out of here so stop that shit bro why are y'all shocked that he lost and like i'm not i don't even want you thinking i'm rooting for the paul brother and like it just on paper it didn't make any sense nate robinson i think on google they have him listed at like five nine i'm gonna be real with y'all and i'm not saying this is like the talk shit or be funny because i met him i actually stood next to him i'm five five this nigga was like an inch or two taller than me like we were the same exact height he's not five nine my father's five nine uh, so I know what it looks like. I feel like, and you know, them NBA players, they be lying on their stats and shit. They'll, they'll throw a few inches in there and they probably did that for him so that, you know, he was already short to get into the NBA, but he's, he's not, he's not five, nine. Uh, I, I stood next to him. So I knew because I actually met him. I knew how small he was compared to how big Jake, Paul, like, let's look up fucking how tall, how tall is Jake Paul, whatever that damn Paul, he's six, one. So he's probably going to have a longer reach. It was just a bad, it was a bad matchup. I'm not saying Nate is like pussy or not tough, but it's one of those things that was just a bad matchup. Like Nate had, the only way Nate could win was he would have had to, and I've seen the clips, he would have had to um, get in on the inside like Tyson. He would have had to been a brawler on the inside, but instead he tried to brawl the Paul brother on the outside and the Paul brother had the, um, the reach advantage. And that's, that's boxing 101. He was using his natural athletic gifts and he tore up Nate because of it. And that says to me, Nate didn't know shit about fighting. You should have got in on the inside. That motherfucker got knocked out like in the second round, I think, or the first or the second one. Uh, I, I give this much to respect to Nate. He got into the ring uh, and respect to him because he 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 memed himself. Uh, I saw a tweet earlier. He tweeted out, yo, I just woke up. What happened? So at least he's being a good sport about it. He knows he got knocked out. It is what it is, man. Take it. Take it as a learning experience. It's all fun and games. Part of me also wondered, I was like, yo, was that shit fixed? Because now now the Paul brother is challenging Conor McGregor. He wants to fight Conor McGregor. Uh, that'd be an interesting fight because both of them white boys don't know how to fight. Uh, in terms of traditional boxing, they just big as shit. Uh, and don't tell me Conor McGregor knows how to box because old ass Floyd Mayweather tore his ass, tore his ass up. That shit was funny to me. And they like that. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that fight, but Floyd has always been known as like a defensive fighter. And like people who hate him say he runs away. But that motherfucker fought Conor McGregor in the pocket and tore his ass up. So uh, I would actually love to see that fight. Uh, that should be funny, man. Fucking white on white violence. Let's go. Uh, anyways, last but not least, what I also wanted to talk about was this just some content creator news. Let me get this, get this fucking this water real quick. Ugh content creator news not no biggie no biggie just letting y'all know uh snapchat is giving a million dollars per day to their top creators with new short platform spotlight 
Now, don't act like after this podcast, I didn't try to put some of you uh, wannabe or aspiring content creators onto some knowledge. Um, so Snapchat has a new platform where basically they're highlighting content creators and they'll pay you if you get lots of views and shit like this. This wasn't there before. Uh, Spotlight is what it's called. It is now the fifth tab on Snapchat's recently redesigned homepage and will surface the most entertaining snaps from Snapchat's community all in one place. Now, here's what I like about it, because this is not algorithm driven like Instagram or like um, YouTube. Instead, parent company Snap says the tab isn't YouTube like YouTube's trending page or Instagram's discover page. Content isn't uh, scrapped automatically or algorithmically from across Snapchat. Instead, users have to manually submit their snaps by selecting Spotlight in the Send To menu and Snap's content moderators screen each submission before allowing it to appear on the tab. So the reason I bring this up to you is if you're an aspiring content creator, one of the best things you can do is take advantage of, if you're trying to grow, is take advantage of a new platform. This might be something to consider because they're giving away a million dollars per day based off the views that people get. And also this means anybody can make it onto the um, the trending page on Snapchat because it's not based off of views. It's not based off an algorithm. It's strictly based off your submission and a real human will look at it. Now, what are they basing that on? What are they basing the featuring the content off of? I'm not sure because when you bring humans into it, there's a bias. It, it, there's there's never gonna be a perfect system. Whenever you're using an algorithm, it's like AI driven. It's, it's gonna have like some problems with it because there's no human element involved. But whenever there's a human element involved, there can be a bias. Uh, maybe they'll only promote like twerking videos. I don't know. I might have to download Snapchat to see. Um, but just something to be aware of, something to be aware of if you're trying to grow, grow your own platform. And that is all the news that I got for you guys. Music is a large part of our lives, especially with COVID having everyone stuck indoors. The problem is there's so many options out there. What do you go with? If you want something that gives you the best bang for your buck, then you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Y'all already know Raycon's earbuds start at about half the price as any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and they're perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. What makes Raycon's wireless earbuds a game changer for me is I like to exercise, I like to run, I like to run up and down stairs, and the previous headphones that I was using, it was constantly falling out of my ears. These ones are a snug fit, and on top of that, the sound is great, so I never have to worry about constantly putting them back in my ears with the Raycon. Unlike some other wireless options, Raycon's earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about the company was co-founded by Ray J and they got celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith. They're all obsessed with Raycons. So pick up a pair and see what the hype is about. And since Raycon is a sponsor of the show, go ahead on over to buyraycon.com slash Hokage today to get 20% off of your Raycon order. But hurry, listen, man, this offer is available for a limited time only and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash Hokage to get 20% off of your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Hokage. Listen, I'm not going to stop reminding everyone I was supposed to go to Japan in 2020. I was legit looking for flights at the top of the year. Then everyone decided not to listen about wearing masks and washing their hands. And here I am nine months later stuck in the house and salty. The good news is Boxu brought a slice of Japan to me with their unique and salty snacks. Boxu is an authentic Japanese monthly snack box delivered to your door. They partner with 100 plus year old family snack makers to deliver fresh Japanese exclusive snacks to your door. Every box you purchase supports these small family run businesses and helps keep their traditions alive. And each month it was some, it's a different theme. So what's inside the box? You get 20 to 25 premium snacks, treats and teas. They're curated around a fun cultural theme every month. And also each Boxu box includes a 16 plus page cultural guide magazine that details each product's origin, its flavors, and its common allergens. And also your box, it ships directly out of Japan and there's free shipping worldwide. The box I received, it was full of all types of goodies, but my favorite was the apple caramel yokai sable. I apologize if I said that wrong. It's this cookie and it has this sweet apple caramel butter and it gives it like this, um, the sable style it's soft it's chewy it's sweet but it's still a little bit salty i haven't tasted anything like that stateside so i thoroughly enjoy i was like oh, i want some more of this and listen you can try this too you can get your authentic japanese snacks today by going to boxu.com that's b-o-k-k-s-u.com to experience the taste of japan 
you'll always get free worldwide shipping. And if you sign up for their mailing list, you'll get $5 off your box. That's boxu.com. B-O-K-K-S-U dot com. All that bullshit out of the way. Um, I took a bunch of questions from y'all. If you're unfamiliar, this is your first time listening to the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. The reason being is every time I'm about to record an episode, I put out a tweet and I say something along the lines of, hey, guys, I'm working on show notes for the next episode. Reply to this tweet with topic suggestions or questions that you have for the next episode. And I also link the previous episode. Um, And I go through those questions and I try to pick ones that I haven't answered before or ones that I think are like a good topic. You can ask me anything. Um, it can be gaming related. It can be life related. It can be sports, music related. It doesn't matter. Um, just know that when we get into the question section of the podcast, quick disclaimer, what I'm about to say is not law. My word is not law. Um, people ask me questions on the internet and I try to answer them to the best of my ability, but I am not some all seeing guru with his third eye open like TN and Dragon Ball Z. I'm just answering questions because people ask them. You can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. And the first question comes from Xander. And he says, I've decided to start streaming soon and I can only really do it for my PS5 since I don't have any equipment. Do you think it's worth starting off like that? Or should I just wait until I get a better laptop slash PC capture card? Thanks for the great content. All right. First of all, streaming first of all just stream from your ps5 uh i don't know what streaming on the ps5 looks like i don't know if there's like a different interface the one on the ps4 was kind of ass and i'm not gonna lie when people would stream from the ps4 like you could always tell because of the interface uh i feel like those streams don't get taken as seriously but that being said i don't know what the ps5 streaming looks like the built-in streaming i'm gonna assume it looks better the quality the image quality as well as the layout Regardless if it doesn't look that much better, it doesn't matter because if your goal is to be a content creator, keep that in mind. You should just be creating it. Just start, dog. Fail forward. Just fucking start. And reason being is if you just start streaming from your PS5, right, um, you will pick up followers playing whatever games that you play. And let's say, I don't know, six months down the road, you decide to upgrade and get a PC with an actual capture card and the camera and all that stuff. You spend six months streaming from that PS5. People are going to see the progress. They're going to see the upgrade. But also, let's say you picked up like 100 new followers, like you went from zero to 100 followers. You now have 100 followers watching your new setup that you did not have before. That's what you got to keep in mind versus if you just sit there and wait and hope and you save up for the equipment, uh, you're not going to have anybody watching you. So you might as well just fucking start now. Don't overthink it. Also, I always tell people, it, I think you should actually start with the PS5 because if you go and spend a bunch of money on equipment and then you find out that content creation is for you, you don't enjoy it as much as you thought, then you're going to be out of thousands of dollars and you're, you're going to feel like a fucking idiot. So start with your PS5. There's no shame in that. Um, Black always has a saying, don't be, don't be a level, don't be a level one warrior with level 50 armor. That level one warrior cannot even use that level 50 armor. And that's what like the more expensive equipment is like just just start with the basics and go from there dog find figure more focus more on what you want to make and how you can make yourself stand out and then go from there dog fail forward uh hopefully that helped uh the next question comes from ash a-s-c-h your name's weird dude uh when working with children did you ever work with anyone any children with autism if you do do you have any tips on working with kids with autism so for those of you unaware i used to be a preschool teacher before i came a full-time content creator i was like a preschool teacher for like four years and like two of those years i was doing youtube and i was making enough money to quit but i ended up uh the, the government furlough happened like people were getting laid off and I saw the writing on the wall. They were cutting people's hours. They cut my hours. So I, I got ahead of it. I quit before because I was already making enough money off YouTube. I was just going to work to get out the house. Anyways, to answer the second question, no, I've never worked with a kid who had autism. That being said, I did work with a kid that they thought might have had autism or something was wrong with them. No one was wrong with that little motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> they put him. So he originally he was in another room. Um, so the building I the building I used to work with, the building I used to work in was um, predominantly women. I mean, most teacher are women. It was like 200 women in there. And I was one of four dudes uh, and they thought something was wrong with him. But then I guess one of the teachers was like, nah, just try putting him in a room with a dude. So they ended up swapping him and putting him in my room because they thought maybe a male influence. Well, his problem was he was he would just literally stare. We used to have like so when you work with kids, they have like big ass windows in every room. So when people walk by, they can see what you're doing, basically, because it's other people's kids you're working with. Um, and he used to just stand in that kid used to just stand in the window and just stare all didn't say nothing. Just just stare off waiting for his parents. And they thought maybe he was a, he was a mute. They thought he couldn't talk. Um, so they put him in my room within a week. This motherfucker just 
talking your damn ear off. Fucking Barry Allen. He was, we used to talk about superheroes, Flash versus Green Lantern. This motherfucker could form full sentence. He was talking. He just wanted to be around a man. Uh, we need more male teachers, more positive male figures. Uh, and he was really sad too because his dad was deployed. He was in the he was in he was deployed to Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that. But it didn't take long for me to get him out of his shell. He just wanted like a masculine energy, and he opened up and he was perfectly fine. His mom was like, "What the fuck?" Like. We couldn't get him to say shit at home. He won't stop talking now. <laughs> uh, so stay in your father. Stay in your kids' lives. That's the point I'm trying to make. Anyways, next question I was about to answer. It comes from True Inferno. And he says, what are some of your favorite uh, moments of being a part of GI? Probably my favorite. Some of my favorite moments was it was like two years in a row when we went to E3 and we, we shot our own pilot show. Um, it was and it was we were trying to do it like full time, but I guess, you know, people didn't really support it like we wanted. But that shit is still funny to this day. It's also really funny to look at because I was looking at it actually the other day and like, oh, my God, dog, if y'all want to see what I look used to look like, I was almost 300 pounds, fucking like four chins with my dreads. I look, yo, it's I look back at that shit. That shit is embarrassing, bro. That shit is fucking. I look like I look like a complete. I was showing it to this girl the other day. I was she was like, yo, you look like a completely. I know, right? I know, like having health is a really good thing. Hold up, uh, it's on the GI channel, Real World of GI. So if you go on YouTube, I'm gonna bring it up on the video version here. If you go on YouTube or you go on Google, just search Real World of GI and you'll find like all the episodes from like two different years, 2017 and 2018. And we shot a vlog about what we were doing there at E3. And uh, what made it different is we didn't do like a traditional vlog. Oh, shit. Y'all can't even really see it. Oh, there you go. We didn't do like a. Oh my we didn't do a traditional vlog in the sense that we just recorded everything that was going on and like the funny moments and shit. We did that. But the way we made it different is we shot it as a reality TV show. So what we would do is we had multiple cameras and we would walk around the event, you know, doing our work or whatever. And um, at the end of every day, uh, before everybody went to bed, we had like a closet with like a green screen in it and shit. Everybody had to go into the closet and they just had to talk about you literally just cut the camera on and you just talk whatever happened during that day. And then the way we edited it was like the real world where like things would happen in the vlog and then it would cut to somebody talking in the confession room. So it added like this layer of like comedy in it. And like it, it's it's fucking funny. I wish more people would have supported it. I mean, it got decent views, but like I think it should have went viral. Like it's just proof that nobody's really fucking with GI really. But um, shit, let me let me. Let me pull some of this up right here so y'all can let me see if y'all can see how gross i used to look look there i go right there look at this shit look at this shit this is fucking gross i remember this shit too fucking it was so hot that summer uh like i remember when i was walking around my face my cheeks were literally like red and like i was always sweating and shit and like i used to always tell myself like oh, you're not that big like dog like there's 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 clearly a difference like let's just uh let's just get the fuck off this video this is depressing there's enough there's enough depression in the air um but yeah yeah that's what check out the real world of gi it's on the gaming illuminati youtube channel it's i promise you you'll laugh if you've never seen this stuff before um and next question comes from toofly and he says do you ever find yourself in a writer's block or a creative slump if so how do you find ideas or inspiration for videos um beforehand before covid i would just go outside that's what i feel like makes my streams and my videos more interesting than other people's you can tell like yo this nigga's really been outside like i have stories um so i would draw my inspiration from anything going on in the world I, i'm the type of weird ass person where like I, i'm not gonna lie I'd be, i used to people watch fucking you just sit on the park and just just look around at what's going on in the environment you'll find some funny ass shit fucking you'll find some chick slapping some dude for cheating on um fucking um you'll find mike tyson feeding pigeon breadcrumbs and shit like you'll you'll find something to talk about and it's all about your perspective and how you can make it interesting and funny so that's what i used to do that's not really that's not really possible now that's why it's kind of hard to stream and make videos because it's like what do you talk about bro um i don't know i don't know what to tell you write about covid write about solitary confinement that's actually something that's an epiphany that i had today today i had an epiphany about solitary confinement you know uh, when they put you in the in the in the, in the doghouse in prison, when you do something wrong and they and they basically put you in a room in a dark hole and you have to be there like 23 hours out of the day by yourself and they feed you they feed you the same breadcrumbs that Mike Tyson feeds the pigeons, uh, that shit is whack. I I, I realize that maybe I'm wrong, but the the epiphany I had today I was like I was like I wonder if quarantining is something similar to solitary confinement because that's what I feel like nowadays. I feel like I've been in this damn house by myself for fucking nine months and i'm going crazy and i'm like yeah i have a kitchen in here and food but it's like 
I don't know, like if I turn off the lights, it's something similar. Like I have an idea of what it's like and it fucks with me psychologically. So it's like, imagine being in solitary confinement for like five, 10 years. And it's like, people have made the argument that that shit is uh, unhumane. And it's like, yo, if this is something similar to that, that shit is unhumane. We might need to end, that shit is whack. So that's like a, that's a, that's an epiphany that I had. I don't, I don't even know why I brought that up because I had nothing to do with your question. Oh, well, um, next question comes from Dell. And he says, since 2021 is around the corner, have you learned any lessons this year? It's been a rough year for all of us in general, but do you think 2021 will be better? Well, Kodak Lex say, I hope so. <laughs> uh, what did I learn in 2020? Uh, tell people you love them. Tell people you love them. And pay attention to the little things, man. You never know. Something that's like small and minuscule to you may be something big to somebody else and that shit festers and then it turns into something big and it can be like an argument so pay attention to the little things and make sure you're doing the little things make sure you're telling people you love them and shit that's what i learned uh don't get caught up in your own head because it can lead to some results that are just going to stress you out even more especially when you don't want to lose people um next question comes from reese reese's pieces of cereal is disgusting uh he says realistically when do you think the world will return back to normal so normalcy what he's saying is pre after covid um it's wild too you know i was watching some youtube videos earlier and like i was like it was some videos from like 2019 it was like some random vlog I was like yo this was just last year the world was normal it wasn't that long ago and it's like it just seems like a whole different world i'm going crazy basically um but yeah when do i think the world will return back to normal i think best case scenario late 2021 or 2022 and when I say late 2021, I'm talking about like this time next year, like December, November, December, like that's best case scenario uh, or like early 2022. And the reason being is, let's say tomorrow, the government green lights, the fast tracking of uh, COVID vaccines, like the one I invested in, is going to make me rich. Uh, <laughs> let's say they fast track those uh, those those vaccines. And the thing is, like they have to distribute them across the United States, as well as the world, whatever countries are going to use it. And then on top of that, then once you once you figure out how you're going to distribute it, then you have to make people take it. See, there's the human element involved. I ain't taking that shit, bro. Uh, good luck. Let me know, because I feel like some of y'all are going to turn into clickers from uh, from 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 the last of us if you take that shit. But I, I will invest. I will invest. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's the human element involved. It all depends on when the world decides to fucking act right. And then there's also the element of we don't even know if this shit works. They said it works. You don't know actually until five, ten, like years down the fucking road. So I don't know. I think best case scenario 2022 because it's gonna take time to distribute that shit across the world. And then on top of that. Shit, that's best case scenario. I was reading up on one of the vaccines and one of the problems with it is transportation, which goes back to distribution. One of the vaccines, not the modern one, it was another one. They were saying, but in order for it to work, they have to um, keep it at like negative 50 like Celsius or some shit like that. It has to be like at a super negative low temperature, like below freezing or some shit like that. And like people are trying to figure out how do you how do you transport that through? through how do you what kind of trucks are they going to use to transport negative and then how also will they maintain that inside of stores like they don't they're not going to have like those type of freezers in regular stores and shit like that or or, or, or pharmacies i mean i said stores like people are going to the can so it's like it's a lot of problems it's not that simple but i think best case scenario 2022 if the world starts to act right um and then also this is what i was talking to somebody about the other day too that's best case scenario dis distribution 2022 you also have to take into consideration that just because everybody gets vaccinated it does not mean it's going to go away right away like let's say i feel like one thing that people are not thinking about is let's say vaccines roll out and then news reports start to come out that instead of a hundred thousand new cases coming out every day it dips down to like fifty thousand. so people get comfortable and they're like oh fifty thousand, no like oh it dipped but still not thinking yo there's fifty thousand new cases every day and they start to become reckless and doing whatever they want and it spikes the shit back up so like it's hard to say when things are going to return back to normal because the human element is involved and people are stupid they're stupid listen like like you you listen to this podcast it's about nothing and that's why you should rate it five stars all right um <laughs> the next question comes from blazer and he says hey tbh your weight loss journey is incredibly inspiring thank you thank you thank you 
Uh, I actually, I weighed myself like right before this, this podcast. I haven't weighed myself in a few weeks. I was like 187 or something like that. So I've dipped below 190. It's coming off slower, but it's coming off. Like I see the difference. It's once you start getting to like lower weights, it's going to come off slower, but you know, I'm just eating right, working out, just trying to be patient. But anyways, I appreciate the words. He says, I'm having the hardest time getting started on my own weight loss journey. Most of my weight is in my stomach. And I was wondering if you know any specific tips, routines specifically for that area. Keep up the great work. All right. So first piece of advice you need to understand about fitness is you cannot spot reduce, meaning you cannot do some specific exercise and you're just going to lose weight in that area. That's not a real thing. You lose weight all around your body at once. Um, and usually you lose it quicker in like the torso, like the chest and stuff like that. When you're a man, um, men, men hold their weight in their stomach because of their hormones, uh, where they tend to, and women tend to hold it like in their ass and their hips. Uh, so understand that, um, when it comes to your weight loss journey, first, you need to focus on eating right because abs are made in the kitchen uh, and exercising. You need to mix cardio and weightlifting together. Don't just focus on one. If you're one of them dumbasses that only does cardio, you're going to end up losing weight and, and you're going to have like loose skin and you're going to look crazy. That's where people that's where people fuck up. You have to you have to do cardio and you have to weightlift. The cardio brings the weight down and the, and the weightlifting, it like sculpts the body. You want to get lean, if that makes sense, and also put on muscle. So you might actually get a little bit heavier, too. But you get the point. You want to find that good balance. You want to be athletic. Um, so don't be that dumbass that goes into the gym and just does a bunch of crunches. Because actually, you know, it's funny. Most people don't know if you're the dumbass that goes into the gym and just does a bunch of crunches because you want to reduce your stomach, you might end up actually looking fatter because what happens is you do those crunches and your abs begin to grow. They get stronger. So if your abs grow out and you still have this big ass bulge of fat over it, you're going to look like a meatball. So don't be that person. You can actually get abs without even doing any crazy ab routine. Just eat right and do compound movements like uh, deadlifts and shit like that. That also works your core. Uh, jump roping with a with a jump rope. That works your core. I do some planks. I don't have no crazy ab workout. Like my shit is starting to come in. Um, and also know that like when it comes to weight loss for men, because men in our hormones, we hold our weight in our stomach uh, the most. The stomach is the last place you're going to lose weight on your body. You're going to lose it all over the place at once, but you're going to lose it in certain places a little bit faster. Uh, now that I'm down into the 180s, uh, it's just now my stomach is starting to get snatched. Uh, <laughs> so watch out, aunties. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helped. Hopefully that helped uh next question comes from juan and he says how do you balance enjoying playing games with your friends versus working on content i'm trying to transition on from sta a standard nine to five to content creation uh you got working on first of all making good videos but also what do your friends have to do with anything in terms of content creator are they mad that you're trying to be a content creator i don't really understand this question if your goal is to be a uh, to quit your job and be a content creator that's what you should focus on what the fuck do your friends have to do with anything just focus on yourself your friends ain't focused let, let them play 2k or whatever if they end up in a video or whatever cool but if your goal is really to turn it into a job, you need it's it's really hard because, first of all, it's only the top one percent of people who do that shit. So understand that you got to be the one percent. And in order to get there, you need to stop worrying about your friends. Hopefully that. Uh, next question comes from Wallos. And he says, is there any skill or work field you wished you had learned when you were younger? Yeah. Yeah. Electrician. My grandpa is like a certified electrician. And he was trying to preach to me when I was 14 that you should learn to deal with electricity or like I'm fucking Benjamin Franklin uh, or static shock. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I, that shit like went in one ear and out the other. What do you, I remember him telling me he was like, if you're good at something, you should never do it for free. He's like, one of the things you should do is um, he's like, you should learn uh, the electrician field because it's a very. Um, it's a field that needs more people. So it pays a lot and you can create your own hours and you can charge whatever you want because there's not a lot of competition. And I'm not saying that I would have been the electrical Kage one day, static Kage. I'm just saying, basically, it would have been nice to pick up that extra skill because you never know. This might fail and I could have been an electrician or, you know, maybe if I don't learn how to properly cut hair, I could have been like a barber. It's just it never hurts to have more skills. The more skills you have, the more income you can bring in. Um, so that yeah, that's the one thing I would I wish I would have listened at 14. Uh, when well, my grandpa said that next question comes from nocturnal and he says, why do people feel that if they haven't reached their goals or certain statures by a certain age, they failed at life when they're still in their twenties or early thirties? Um, that's always going to be a thing. Cause it's natural for people to, it's natural for people to compare when a new hot rapper comes out or any type of entertainer. The first thing people do is like, Oh, it's like such and such. And as a creator, that shit is annoying. Uh, cause it's like, yeah, maybe I've been inspired by that person, but I'm my own person. So it's just natural for people to compare, especially people who have never created anything in their life. It's natural for them to, uh, try to put you in a box. Uh, and it's also natural for people to compare success, especially in the, it's, it's even worse in the social media era. You log on to Instagram, you scroll up and down the timeline and it's nothing but 
people just stunting money and frauding too they're they're frauding like people people doing all types of scams and shit and it makes people feel bad it's like damn this dude's 21 he's got a rack of money on his he got a money phone and shit like that um it makes people feel bad you, you can't help but compare um but if you want to stop comparing kind of what i was saying earlier to the other dude focus on yourself it's just human nature it's just human nature we compare everything uh and last but not least the last question i got is from cello and he says how do you budget your money as a content creator uh when he's talking about like savings investments and listen you get your check i don't even i don't even know if you're asking me this you said as a content creator but i'm i'm gonna i feel like you're just asking how do you budget your money period make sure you can pay your rent uh save some of the and then spend 10% on investments and save the rest that's it uh so 10% would be like let's say you got a thousand dollars 10% would be a hundred dollars that should go into the stock market whatever that 900 is I, if your rent is 900 or less you probably live in the projects uh you probably live with the woos uh shout out to the big wooskies uh <laughs> you probably run you really with the drillers and shit you live with fabio and shit um but you, you get the point most of your money your money should go to paying your rent save a little bit and then also invest in 10 if i, I wish i would have invested that 10 percent when i was younger that was a video i made about um i really don't have any in-depth thing to say about that uh one uh, one thing i will say before i wrap this up i got a different perspective on credit cards that's one thing that i wish i would have did when i was younger uh started building my credit as soon as i turned like 18 and reason being is it, it changed my perspective is like there's no benefit to using your debit card with your debit card you just spend the money that you have and you get nothing out of it versus if you use like a capital one credit card you get points every time you purchase something and those points accumulate and then you can get buy stuff for free and you're also building your credit score and it shouldn't be an issue considering you're only using the credit card for things that you like you're only spending money that you have it, there's no benefits to using a debit card if you're a responsible adult let me put it that way if you're a responsible adult if you can't control yourself you don't need a fucking credit card but if you are a responsible adult use your credit card pay it off right away you're building your credit and you're accumulating points like i literally just bought um a new trimmer uh to trim my pubes up because your auntie gonna see that dick uh <laughs> i bought a new trimmer off of amazon and i use my points from capital one uh so i got it for free i got it for free uh so yeah build your credit build your motherfucking credit if you want to tip something i recently learned and it works uh pay your credit card off in like in um increments so like the moment you get a the moment you get your credit card statement pay off half of that and then right maybe like three days before it's actually due pay the second half off you get credited for two payments and your, your credit score would jump like that swear to god true story i re i found that shit out from tiktok i found that out from tiktok i was like that's bullshit let me see i started doing it two months ago my credit score jumped my credit score i was like hold up i was like yo and then some other people told me in the twitch chat when i brought it up on stream they're like no that's a real thing i don't know why it's like that but yeah, if you want some tips on how to build your credit there you go and that's all i got on my podcast notes i don't i haven't really been listening to any music um any new music i haven't been watching tv or anime or nothing just been dealing with life and bullshit and i haven't reading any fucking news uh but it's crazy too because we're at the 49 minute mark i just looked at it in which i'm recording i don't know it might it might be longer at this point once i add the ads in the middle but we're at the 49 minute i mean i managed to bullshit this episode i'm a talker i'm not gonna lie i'm a fucking talker I, if y'all would have seen my show notes they was desolate scarce look like cleveland um fuck cleveland uh so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode if you did please remember to rate it five stars on apple Podcasts. it's the best way to bring my show up in the algorithm which in turn brings in new listeners and if you want to further support the show consider financially supporting me on cash app my cash app is dollar sign the black okage 08 if you're watching the video version there'll be a description there will, it'll be in the description box below follow me on social media too. scan the qr code to the right of me or you can hit the link in the description box below and you can follow me on social media it's the best way to keep up with the latest video streams and memes other than that that's all i gotta say i will see you guys on the next episode of hokage thoughts, thoughts.